Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 223. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm bringing you something exciting and different. I am interviewing someone who works with me in my office about how to help children with fears around the current coronavirus situation. So let's just dive right in. My guest today is January Roberts, LGPC of the Baltimore Annapolis Center for Integrative Healing. <laughs> January, thanks for coming and being my guest on Therapy Chat today. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I am excited to talk to you because I know you have a really special and different way that you work with kids in our practice and and their families. And I wanted people to hear from your perspective how to help kids with the the stress that we're all feeling and the tension of this current situation. But let's not even get into it before I just give you a chance to tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is January Roberts. I'm a licensed graduate professional counselor. Hopefully very soon we'll be in LCPC. As soon as they get that board open again. That's right. (laughs) My background is adventure-based counseling. And a lot of people always ask, what is that? So basically, I went to school for uh, my bachelor's in Alberta, Canada. Uh, The school used to be called Canadian University College, and now it's Berman University. And I did a four-year bachelor's there for adventure-based counseling. And basically, what that is, was a mix of all the adventure activities, rock climbing, canoeing, 
hiking, all those types of things mixed with psychology. Mm. And so then I took that and used it in my profession. I didn't start off in counseling right away. I spent time working in schools as an assistant teacher, as well as running a group home in Canada. And then I didn't um, even know that. Yeah. <laughs> and so then uh, at first I thought I was going to go the teacher route. And I decided that I really wanted to go into counseling because for me, I felt like one of my kind of strengths was being able to connect with people. And so I ended up doing my grad program at Trinity Washington University in Washington, D.C. And then right when I was about to graduate, I was also pregnant. And I, I don't know if you know this, but I actually did uh, my last paper in the maternity ward. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. With a little bit of help from my husband transcribing, for sure. And <laughs> oh then gosh. so <laughs> that was in 2010. I graduated and then I took time off being a stay at home mom until I think it was around 2017 that I started to really do my clinical practice. And a lot of my experience is working in underserved schools in D.C. and P.G. County uh, doing uh, trauma-informed counseling, but a lot more crisis response. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I've been doing the past few years before joining Baltimore. B.A. Healing, I like to call it, <laughs> for short. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, and I, I think one of the other things that kind of makes my uh, practice unique, besides that adventure-based counseling piece, is also my work working with kids on the spectrum and a huge part of my foundation working with children and coming from an integrative holistic approach was working. I was really lucky when I was a paraprofessional in Lowell, Massachusetts. I got the opportunity to work with Dr. Emily Rubin, who's a speech pathologist and uh, Dr. Amy Laurent, who at the time was a CODA OT, but now I believe she actually got her doctorate. I was just reading up. She got her doctorate, I believe, and now as a psychologist, I'd have to check for sure. But during that experience, I really got to learn about really attuning with children and looking at even very small behaviors for communication. Because one of my clients at the time was nonverbal. And so really being able to connect seeing her behaviors and being able to track and verbalize and connect with her that way. So you really had to look at just the smallest behaviors. And that's really helped me with my being able to attune to clients now and think about what is going on maybe in the room that's impacting their ability to function fully in the moment. Yeah. So a lot of times what looks like being fidgety or being jumping around or impulsive behavior, we think of it as either many people think of it as behavior problems and other people think it's caused by emotional problems, but it can also be sensory related. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that, that approach that you take in working with kids. It's beautiful to watch. So I know you have a lot to offer to parents who are listening or therapists who are kind of at a loss for how to help their child clients or families dealing with this COVID-19 outbreak and mm -hmm. the way that it's caused such a big change in American life and around the world, of course. Absolutely. And just for a little bit of disclosure, I'm a parent as well 
of I have a nine and a half year old son. And so it's also being able to, you know, manage what's going on in our own experience in our household, as well as being able to help our clients and be able to relate with what is going on because just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean you know <laughs> we know how to handle everything perfectly and especially it's different when we're working with our own kids how I manage my son might not be how I'm always working with with children that I work with in the office yeah so true that's such an important point and you know you can never say it enough that as therapists, we always have to be aware of what's going on with ourselves. But right now we're living through the same thing that our clients are living through at the same time. It's yeah. not like I've been through this so I can relate to what you've been through. It's we are both going through this right now, which is something that can be connecting. But also for therapists, we it's even more important than ever right now for us to be making sure that we're taking care of what we need to mm-hmm. practice what we're preaching. That's right. So you've got the firsthand experience with how to live with a child who's living through this and and what they go through. So I was just hoping you could share some tips for parents and others who are with kids right now about what could be helpful for getting through this situation. Sure. I think it's natural for us to want to protect our children from the negative feelings, but we really have to resist that knee-jerk reaction and minimize and dismiss what they're feeling. We can strengthen their sense of safety and security by allowing, acknowledging, and relating to their feelings, and then helping them reframe their focus from threats to solutions. And so when I say allow, it can be hard for us to hear when they're sad and, you know, worried. And so it's okay. It's, you know, it's okay. But really, it's natural what they're feeling and we want them to feel it because this is an abnormal experience. So it's normal for them to feel it. And if our protectiveness of saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, when internally they're feeling like it's not and I'm not I must not be okay because I'm being told it's okay and I shouldn't feel this way and I do. And so too, it's really hard to sometimes hold that space, but allow them to say however they're feeling and acknowledge those feelings. And then being able to relate in a way that helps contain it, but that we're relating to it. So yeah, it's, it's really kind of, scary when we aren't sure of what's going on right now, being able to relate that, but then being able to refocus it by looking at solutions. Like for instance, a lot of kids may not be seeing their grandparents right now that are Mm -hmm. separated. And for parents, you know, it makes me really sad that we can't see them in person right now, but for now, we're going to set up those video chats so that we still get to see and connect with our loved ones. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's like they're telling you how they feel. You're validating the feeling and also giving them a solution. So then they also get that attachment need met of, okay, there's someone else here who is going to make sure that I'm being taken care of the way I need to. So I can, I can let that go and trust them to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I love the way you explain that. Thank you.
therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. So that's one way that we can kind of talk to our kids about the current situation of what's going on in our current experiences. But I think the number one thing that we can do as parents to help our kids is to make sure that we're helping to take care of ourselves. That what I always tell my parents that I work with in sessions when we're meeting is it's important to take that oxygen mask. And sometimes it's counterintuitive, but if you're on a plane, what do they tell you to do? You need to take the oxygen mask so that you're able to support your kids. If you don't do that, there isn't going to be anyone to help. So we need to find the little moments during the day that are our oxygen masks. And we need to take that to help us feel balanced and regulated because the number one way we can keep our kids self-regulated and that's self-regulation, helping them so that they're in control of their emotions and their behaviors is to make sure that we're self-regulated. And one strategy I like to use to help explain how we can do that to parents is I like to think of a ladder when it comes to emotional regulation and and escalation. So if you have a kiddo that is starting to get dysregulated by maybe escalating behaviors, maybe they're starting to get cranky, maybe they're starting to yell, have a tantrum, they're starting to go up that ladder. Mm -hmm. Our response If we are dysregulated ourselves and maybe we start to get anxious and we start to get frustrated, we start going up the ladder. So now we're meeting them higher up the ladder. So what are they going to do? They're going to go higher up the ladder. And so the escalation cycle continues to help bring them back down to self-regulation. When they start to go up that ladder, we want to stay down. And by staying down and staying regulated, it's going to help them come down the ladder. And a few ways that I use to help co-regulate, as we call it, using co-regulation, using myself as a vessel to help a child find their regulation. One, I get down physically to their level so that I'm not being I'm not being perceived as a physical threat. Like I I get down, maybe I'm moving away just a little bit. So I'm not in their space Two, I use my voice. So even if they're getting loud, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my voice with speaking calmly, keeping it at a low level to help them regulate. Also too, if there are lights on, I will often shut the lights off so that it's dim, not that it's pitch black, 
but a lot of times the bright lights can be stimulating. So that's another way of helping using the environment in a way to help self-regulate them. Those are a couple of strategies that I do. And really, I find that co-regulation is one of the most powerful tools that we can use mm-hmm. to help our kiddos self-regulate. And, you know, that can be hard during these times when we're feeling stressed out. We've got all these stressors. It's hard for us to self-regulate. Mm-hmm. And so if we're lucky enough to have another support in the household that we can use, that we can actually piggyback responsibilities. So if I'm like, I'm kind of frustrated right now and I need some time and having someone else tap in to deal with the situation so that I can go and get myself regulated. I'm going to come back after we've had some time where everyone is regulated and is calm to maybe talk about that. And It's very powerful when we can own, when we realize I didn't handle that quite the way I'd like to, or I couldn't handle it at that moment. It's a very powerful tool to use with kiddos, that acknowledgement of it's okay. I'm not expecting myself to be perfect. And I'm going to own that because that allows our kids not to feel like they need to be perfect too. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is so true. And I mean, that's one of the hardest things is if the parent isn't feeling regulated for good reason, because there's big stuff happening, mm-hmm. they may be afraid or past trauma could have been activated, you know, or something that they're living through right at that moment is extremely challenging for them. And it's mm-hmm. really hard to stay regulated, but no one is regulated all the time. The point is to just be able to be in touch with how you feel and know how to help yourself get back to that more steady place. So you feel centered and, you know, more aligned. Yeah. And and going with that self-compassion piece too, a lot of feedback I'm hearing from parents is not feeling like they're enough right now, feeling that pressure of like, I can't do it all. I'm not doing enough in the situation. And reality is no one can. There is no, it is impossible to fill all the roles, not just parents, but other, you know, other people are being asked to fill when you are more than likely stuck at home and you're trying to balance work, family responsibilities, education responsibilities, and they all start rolling in at once. There's no way. And so being able to give self-compassion and allow, it's not going to be perfect. What's most important is to be present and to be intentional with where we're focusing our energy and realizing we can't focus our energy everywhere all at once. It's impossible. And there was just an example tonight, right before you and I were getting on with, with the podcast where my son had come up to the study and I'm like, you know, trying to prepare for the podcast and he doesn't realize like it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) And he comes to sit down and he asked me a question and I'm like, you know, sweetheart, I need a few minutes. I'm, I'm working on this right now. I'll be able to, you know, talk in a little bit. And so he continues to read his book and two minutes later, he's like, so what's for dinner? And I'm like, you know what, hun? Right now, I need to focus 100% on what I'm doing on the computer. In a little bit, I'm going to be able to focus 100% on you. 
and I watched the stream. He he got a little blinky, you know. Mm-hmm. He was a little a little teary, and I just I let him know I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. I just really have to focus on this right now. And so he continued to kind of do his thing on the couch. And after a few minutes, I kind of I waited because I wanted him to kind of feel grounded. I you know rubbed his back, and he smiled. And then I was like, you know what? This is a time where I can take a few minutes where I need to be 100% about him. So I shut my computer off and I said, you know what? I have, I have like three minutes to be 100% focused on you. And he smiled. And then we talked about what the night was going to look like to give him a little more predictability. Mm-hmm. So I let him know we were going to be prepping for this and then we would be doing it for a certain amount of time. And then after that, and that, you know, dad was going to make dinner while I was doing that. And then after at a certain point, that would be our time. And so that was able he was able to kind of regulate because he knew he was going to get his time and he knew about when it was going to happen. And we always try to plan for a little bit of flexibility, but I think what's really important for parents to remember is that we can't be a hundred percent for our kids a hundred percent of the time, but we have to make sure that we have some time where we're giving them a hundred percent of our attention. And if that's one thing that we can reflect on during this time is looking at what does it really mean to be present Mm. and being present when we've got multiple things going on, then we're not fully present for our loved ones and that we have to figure out times where we can do that, but we can't do that all the time and that's okay. And that's normal. Yeah. January, this is so helpful. I really think that, I mean, these, this is why I wanted to talk to you instead of talking about this myself is that I know that you just bring such a special perspective and I love, it resonates so much. So that's why I'm so grateful that you work with us. Thank you. (laughs) And I have to say too, you know, um, just with this whole new movement for teletherapy in general, how powerful this is. I mean, even for me grounding, this is the first experience I've had doing it. And so to be able to see you, you know, through the screen, I feel your connection. I feel your calmness and I feel your support. And that, that really helps me. It's powerful. Even though we're not in the room together, I feel your presence. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome little plug for teletherapy there because, you know, for many clients, there's a concern. Will it feel the same? What will it be like not to be in person? Mm -hmm. You know, and what if we have connection problems and things like that? And, but there is a way that you can, it's not the same as being in person, but you can still connect to your relationship through the medium, even though it's different. Absolutely. I think I really go back to my adventure based counseling part with, you know, things don't always go how we think they're going to go and we have to adapt. We have to adjust. We've got to find resources. And I know in, in sessions that I've had with kiddos, it's been really powerful. And I feel like when we're attuned and we can be creative, it creates that energy. Like I can, I feel it from my kiddos and I know that my kiddos have felt it from me by seeing what they're doing and how they're responding. That's awesome. I guess um, 
I always ask everyone this. It's kind of funny, but if people want to find what you're doing, where would they find you? Sure. <laughs> I hadn't even prepped for this. <laughs> so uh, you can find me. I, I'm at Baltimore Annapolis Center for Integrative Healing. Uh, so if you go on your on our website, you can find me there as well as I have a Facebook page, January Roberts LGPC. All right. We'll link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. January, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. I really enjoyed talking with you. And I think this is a very helpful set of tips that you offered. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.